You are listening to Football and Fluff, where we talk a lot of football and a little bit of fluff. This podcast is a venue where we discuss college football and its fluff. We're your co-host, I'm Hank. And I'm Trey. I'm the football. And I'm the fluff. Wordplay of the day brought to you by Fluff. Wordplay of the day. Horse collar tackle. Horse collar tackle is an illegal American football maneuver in which a defender tackles another player by grabbing the backside of an opponent's shoulder pads. This rule, with modifications, was adopted in college football in 2008. Horse Collar Tackle. Wordplay of the day. So Fluff, how are you today? I'm well, love. Thanks for asking. It's time for the cover three question. Word play of the day. It's not about just winning and losing. It's about the total development of the student athlete. I love, I love what you guys are doing. I thank you guys for having me, thinking enough for me to say, hey, this is the guy that you know we can have on our on our on our show. Football and fluff family, the legend from Georgia, Garrison Hurst. Football and fluff can be heard on. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, Anchor, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Breaker. We can be reached at footballandfluff at gmail.com. Tell us about some topics that you would like to discuss. This is Football and Fluff. This week, we had a chance to sit down with a special guest. He was a four-year starter at Northwestern University from 1983 to 1987. He also earned his bachelor's degree of science. During the inaugural season of Marion University football, he created a football program by recruiting more than 125 student athletes. In his second season with the Marion Knights, he went 7-4 and and produced their first winning season. He also coached Rolls-Holman Institute of Technology. His student-athletes excelled at academics and football. He had two academic All-Americans, 13 All-Conference performers, and the first All-American defensive lineman. His father played for the legendary coach George Hallis and the Chicago Bears. He had another uncle that played for the Washington Redskins after being drafted from Purdue University. His brother spent 13 seasons with the Detroit Lions and earned all Big Ten honors at the University of Iowa. 
His son won two Super Bowl championships with the New England Patriots. Football and Fluff family, welcome to the show. Ted Karras Jr. How are you, sir? I am doing better than good, football. How are you this evening? We're, we're doing great here, and I would like to say for the Football and Fluff family to hear, I know we've been chatting a little bit, but we are very honored to have you on the show. We are thankful that you had time to come on the show with your busy schedule, and we just want to appreciate the fact that you're here and talking to the family. Well, I appreciate you having me and inviting me on your show. You said you just got back from Florida. Where did you go? You went to Miami, I thought you said? Yeah, yeah. I watched my son, who was on the Patriots the last four years, now the yes. starting center of the Dolphins, right. uh, eliminate them. No, it was surreal, man. It was, it was unbelievably wow. great. Yeah, we big win. That's awesome. Knock them out, we're still alive. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> it's been, yes, it's been a busy week, long time, but since 08, they've been in it. But uh, not this year. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, that's, that's, that's great. Uh, let's just get right into it, Coach. Um, talk to us about how you became interested in football. Well, I come from a football family, Gary, Indiana. Um, my, my, my father, uh, his father was an immigrant in Greece, became a doctor, died at a young age, 48 years old, five kids. And um, wow. Yeah, and uh, there are my grandmother, mom was a nurse, and she had to raise all five boys and a girl, six kids actually. And um, football for them was a means, Malik, to um, get to college because there was no other way. They're going to go to the mills and Gary, and yeah, that's what most people did, and, and that's a great living too, but they wanted to go, you know, get an education, and football was a means of that. So I come from a football family. Seven of us have played in the Big Ten, five in the NFL. My son currently in the Dolphins, my father with the Bears, and five other teams, my Uncle Alex with the Lions, my Uncle Lou with the Redskins, and me also with the Redskins when they were called the Redskins. I know they're not anymore. But, um, yeah, so we come from a football family. Loved it because um, it's just, you know, it's legalized aggression. You know, you see <laughs> on the field, you can – let out your aggressions and not have any repercussions. But uh, we love the game and everything that's about it. And it was also used as a means, though, to gain our educations. That was a big deal for the family. Indeed. Nice, nice. So your journey from high school to college. So by the time you got to high school, was that means established as to, the, to, to what you were uh, saying before as far as getting uh, college education paid for? No, no. Actually, I went to two high schools, Andrain High School for my first two years, um, and then Hobart High School, where my father's uh, teammate was the head coach. Really good program. Mm -hmm. um, and so, that, no, and then actually, um, like, I had no offers on signing day, zero. And this is a thing, you know, I'm now working with NCSA Next College Student Athlete to help kids be proactive in the process. I was the guy, since my family had everyone playing, thought that, I would just get recruited. And guess what? It didn't happen until I got proactive. And my idea of proactivity in 83 was sending telegrams, believe it or not. And um, yes, 10, I sent out, we sent to all the big 10 schools and uh, one guy responded, God love him. God rest his soul. Dennis Green, actually the first African-American wow. head coach. Yeah. Gave me a shot. Started for him for four years. Um, and I was like, why didn't I get recruited? But kids can get, you know, overlooked. But um, no, I ended up starting. He gave me my shot. And yes, I ended up graduating four years, starting for four years, and then going on to the Washington Redskins for a part of a year and, and getting a Super Bowl ring with them. The nice. 
Nice. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that you just uh, spoke on was going to um, college and not getting recruited, but actually getting an opportunity. And what college did you get that opportunity? Northwestern uh, in the Big Ten. Northwestern. Big Ten Championship, yep. Couldn't beat Ohio State this year, but yeah. Yeah, Northwestern. And it was just because of a coach, though. It wasn't because of anything else. It was one guy that believed in me and saw my film and, and saw something in me. And um, forever I'll be grateful for that. Understood. And, and what position did you play, coach? Um, I come, we're all linemen. I played nose guard at Northwestern in high school guard and, and nose guard. My son's the center for the dog. My dad was a guard for the Bears. My uncle, D tackle. My other uncle, tackle. We're all linemen. Nice, 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 nice. With uh, Northwestern's tough academic culture, did you find it difficult uh, being a student athlete there? I did not. And here's why. If you balance your time, um, there's plenty of time to be successful. Um, I used to tell my my kids, and I took this from Ron Zook, who recruited my son to Illinois. He said 100% of those, yeah, that want to, to graduate will. There's so much help and tutoring and academic programs if you are if you are interested in graduating you will so no i i found a good balance man between academics and sports and got out in four years you know with my degree nice nice coach that's that's a great story uh can you talk to us about what happened with you uh after uh graduating from northwestern sure i uh I got an opportunity to, to uh, join the Washington Redskins as a free agent. Back in there, those days, there was no cell phone. So literally, I was in a fraternity my senior, my senior year living there. And we were waiting on turns. There's a few of us that got opportunities as free agents for the uh, hall phone to ring. And I got my call, yeah, <laughs> from Bobby Beathard. I'll never forget it. And they asked if I wanted to join the Redskins. After the draft, there was 12 rounds of draft back then. I didn't get drafted, but they had free agents. And I... And I signed a free agent contract with the Washington Redskins. It was a tumultuous year in NFL history. It was a strike yes. year. So there was actually a 30 for 30 made about our team. And the brilliance of the Redskins was this football was that, you know, they played three regular season games that year. I was cut before then. So I made it to the 60 cut, got cut. Okay. They played a couple games and then the strike happened. And what the Redskins did was they got all the guys that they was in their training camp to come and have a basis for the team and then, and then assemble a lot of other freak show great athletes as well. You can watch a 30 for 30 at some time um, about it, but we won all our games. No one crossed the picket line for the Redskins. So we were all quote scabs and um, gotcha. we won all our three games and um, they went on to win the Super Bowl, but those games counted. So we got a portion of the money in 87, but we got, didn't get the ring. Until 30 years later, two years ago, Dan Snyder um, and the rest of the organization had us out there, and they, we got our ring. It was oh, wow. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Because you guys were actually, you know, I would, I would say that you deserve that ring because you got three victories. You, you added to uh, the winning percentage of that team. So, absolutely. But that's awesome that you got the ring. Well, thank you. Yeah, I actually beat uh, Bill Belichick. <laughs> the D coordinator of the New York Giants back then. That's another little full circle came around. But yeah, unbelievable. That is awesome. So with that being said, Coach, um, that makes in your family then you have what about three Super Bowl rings now? 
three Super Bowl rings, but my father's is the, the world championship ring, the 63 nice. Bears. It wasn't the Super Bowl then, but same thing pretty much. But, yes, four, four championship NFL ring. Wow. Wow. Talk about legacy. Wow. Uh, Coach, can you tell us about your transition uh, into coaching after, after your playing days were done? Sure. I was uh, very depressed after I got cut. I didn't want to watch football for a year. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I went into the corporate world, passed my Series 7, was a stockbroker in downtown nice. Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, went into sales for a couple years and then really found no passion in what I was doing. And in 1991, I, um, I was married a year and, and my wife let me be a, GA, a graduate assistant at University of Minnesota. We had awesome. to balance a lot of things. Yeah. And from there, I went from Minnesota to Northern Illinois to some small colleges and then got a niche of turning around programs. The reason uh, I think I, I had a few, couple opportunities to coaching because they turned around down and out programs. Andrean High School gotcha. was the first one. Yeah, they never had been out of sectional. They took them to state in my second year. Parlayed that to helping St. Xavier University, NAI now deemed power, had, hadn't been in the playoffs, helped a, another coach get to the playoffs. Then went to Rose Holman, had their best years, and then started Marion University. And we went from scratch to a national title in six years, which is a record to this day. Wow. Um, yeah. And I, I, but by, my niche in coaching was turning around the down and out cultures and trying to help inspire young men. And I did, for the most part, most of my career. And I, as I understand it, Coach, um, coaching at Marion University – requires a student athlete and with that being said from the culture that you were raised up in at Northwestern did that play a part on the type of athlete that you chose at Marion sure absolutely but you know what at Marion starting from scratch I mean I gave a lot of people opportunities not everyone gotcha. you know took it to but but you know like you said in the notes there you know Marion wanted us to have you know our first year, we didn't have a season. We must have 15 guys. We had 55. Then in our first season, we had 125 guys. Imagine that. And then we wow. carried a roster of 150 people. That's, that's, that's really unheard of in this day and age. I don't even think anyone does anymore. But we got, you know, there was a mission there. We had to increase male enrollment. You know, that was one of the reasons Marion started football. They, you know, they were talking about down and out. You know, it was Marion College then. And how about their growth? I think one of my – I don't know, one of my most proud accomplishments is giving that school, college, to university a, a confidence when we won that title. And, and in yes, the last, sir. you know, eight years, they've blossomed into all kinds of things. But they needed that, that spark to, I think, give everyone the confidence, and we did. Okay, so when you came into Marion, then you actually, well, I think you actually said that you started from scratch, so you recruited all those guys. Every single one of them. It was wow. me. I got to hire one guy. I was in the basement of Claire Hall flooding office when it rained in the west side of Indy. It would be flooding down there. I had to pick up my <laughs> – <laughs> I had to get upstairs. Said, Don't come down to my office today. I will recruit you up here. Let's look at the west side campus. We didn't much to show like they do now. But literally, no, had nothing but a, 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 a dream and a motivation to take on the challenges and the adventure of coaching Malik. And that's one thing I really – a lot of I don't think a lot of ads or presidents ever understood about me is that I was into the challenge of the whole deal. Because we won the national title of Marion. Why'd you go out to Canton, Ohio, and try that? Well, I was going to help someone else try to do something. You know, all, every gotcha. everything I took was an adventure, 
and a challenge. And that's the spice of life to me because I never wanted to be an average Joe and I wanted to try, you know, I'm going to try different things and I didn't. And I've, I've loved every, every minute of the coaching part and now being out of it too, but loved it wow. all. Yes, yes, indeed. So take us back to the 2012 season. Did, is, at some point, did you know that, that you had, you know, a national championship caliber team? Because sometimes coaches can feel that with, 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 their, um, with, with their roster and their, the quality of athlete that they have. Uh, so take us back to the 2012 season from start to finish. And, and how, did that, how did that feel? Kind of paint a picture for us. So. Well, it was uh... – a progression, though, of heartbreak the year before. We were in the semifinals and, okay. and, and didn't punch it in at the end. And I'm going to I'm going to credit myself for the bad call too. But there's oh. a lot of things that go into it. But yeah, we didn't get there. So there was a true hunger and desire to get back. And I lost a lot of guys, but I felt that 2012 team maybe a bit a little more tight knit, a little more team oriented, whatever the case may be. Um, but no, we had the formula because we were in the playoffs. Actually, my uh, 2010 through 12. So okay. within four years, I got him in the, we got him in the playoffs. And that year before was a heartbreaking loss in the final four. And then that last year, you know, we were determined to get it done at, you know, however we could. And, and, and the, the players really responded. I mean, you know, from the, our kicker, you know, Jovo, the megafoot, I mean, you know, propelled us in the last two games to win it all. But um, yes, we, I, I felt we had built a, a really strong power. Um, in a short period of time, but that was by recruiting not only Indiana, but nationwide. I brought so many kids from Florida and Mississippi and different places. I don't know if they do that as much now, but, um, but I really wanted to enlarge Marion's territory. And we really did in a time when they needed it and, and providing a national championship in football, I think, you know, really propelled them to even more successes. That's awesome coach. Um, so, so with that 2012 team, yes. Uh, which which I which actually I'm familiar with, but uh, when you guys made it to the national championship, take us back to that day and how did that feel? And and like you said before, there was a hunger there from the previous years. So what what did you say to your players pregame, halftime? Kind of tell us that. I, you know what? With the, you know the good thing about having a really good football team is you don't have to say a whole heck of a that lot. That is correct. <laughs> so, <laughs> but at the, I do remember halftime, though. We were down and we weren't taking advantage of opportunities. And I said, well, this is it. We have a half to do this, fellas. And everyone really seemed into it. And really, because we had some missed opportunities in that game, and we ended up winning it, though, in overtime. But, but we fought to the end. And I think that's always been Indeed. a signature of my team's men. We're fighters. I am from Gary. We, we you know we're going to go. We're going to fight to the whistle, and, um, and, my, and those, most of my teams did that, and that team certainly did that year. At a team, you know, we beat a Morningside team that, you know, had been around for 100 and some years. Right. Uh, we had been around for seven. Exactly. Got it. Yeah. So, Coach, I did, I did a little homework, and one of your former staff members told me something about a sideline leg kick. Can you tell us what that's all about? <laughs> <laughs> coach Brown liked it. You know, a lot of people like that little animation from the head coach. I do stretch. I'm 56 years old right now in football, but I, I stretch. I, I walk. I lift. I, I stretch out. And after wins, I would I would do a jumping leg kick that a lot of guys got to kick out of. Hard to find, but that's the only time I do it. But I can still do it. But um, I uh, yeah, you got to stretch and you got to be ready for those. 
Exactly. So that's a that's a jumping leg kick. I wasn't jumping I wasn't leg. given that information, but I, now you I know. Jump up and then kick out, and it show good <laughs> extension. Yeah, <laughs> you only do that if you stretch a couple times a day. <laughs> Can you tell us, Coach? I know that you come from a strong lineage, and our family here, uh, the football and fluff family. I want them to get a better appreciation as to what your family uh, lineage is and, and where you came from. So a lot of folks in our age group would know one of your uncles from a TV show. And, Correct. Um, that, that, and, and a lot of us um, didn't make a connection that he was an actual NFL, uh, actually great and legend. So if you could tell the family a little bit about him, and, and, and again, just to only make the connection between what we saw when we were coming up as far as TV goes and the family that it came from, which was your family. Sure. Yeah, so, and I'll take you back to Emerson High School, now not in existence in Gary, Indiana. You know, the Karras brothers were all football players, but you know what else? They were actors. They were in plays. Sure. We never... You know, we love football, but it was one part of our lives. It wasn't our only part of our lives. So Absolutely. these guys had these skills. My father was a singer. He would have been in plays. I, I never got that. I never had those skills, but those guys did. And then, yes, Alex Karras, after he got done playing 12 years with the Lions, went into acting. Johnny Carson actually gave him his shot on one of the shows. He, was, you know, had some good comedic skills. And then, yes, he went on to be in movies. Some infamous ones like Porky's and, and different ones. And I'm imagining a TV show you're talking about is Webster. Yes. Right? Yeah. And, um, you know, that was his second wife actually in that. I don't know if everyone knew that. but that didn't was know that. <laughs> yeah, that's another story for another podcast. But, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, <laughs> little, and little Webster. And, and, yeah, and he went into acting and, and, and lived a good life um, out in Hollywood after. But, yeah, he had other skills beyond football. But he was a fabulous football, tough football player, but loved acting and, and doing other things, too. But, um, yeah. It's awesome. So, Coach, um, what is a day in a life like for Ted Karras Jr.? Now, so retired from coaching almost three years, um, working for NCSA Next College Student Athlete. So a big portion of my afternoon and evening is talking with families across the country and the globe and, 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 and giving them the tools to um, connect with coaches and try to find the right college fit. Um, awesome. Yeah, they helped me. They helped us at Marion, by the way, really recruit on a national level. And, and NCSA has been around for 20 years. They had their, we've had our best year ever this year, and that's due to the pandemic. A lot of coaches can't get off campus. But we do a lot of good things. But I love what they did for me as a coach, Malik. Wow. I connected with so many kids in Florida, Mississippi, like I said, these hotbeds of football that I would have never had the chance to otherwise. So I opted to work for them once I got done my last coaching stop. And been with them for three years. So that takes up some of my time. Going to my son's games takes up a lot of my time. But that's been a really good experience, having not been a fan all these years. I've never been in the fans, you know, stands very much as a fan. Yes, sir. Great. You know, to just, you know, be in there and watch him. And, you know, for him to be on the Patriots for four years was awesome. And now, you know, we're on the Dolphins. Um, so that's, that takes up a lot of my time. I'm also doing some real estate rehabs and regentrifying some of our nice. areas in Indianapolis. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was some trials and tribulations for another podcast too. But no, we're going in on the west side and doing some good things and helping people find, you know, good housing and then also have a little small business in their wellness. So um, keeping busy, loving life, loved coaching, loved being out of it and doing some other things now too, though. Awesome. Uh, Fluff and I also are real estate investors and we have our property in Jacksonville. We just sold one actually in Daytona Beach. So that would be a great conversation to have with you. Yes, I love it, Tucker. I got some good trials and tribulation. We're on our third, so I'm I'm a novice, but we always talked about it. And now we finally did it, but it's a lot different doing it than talking about it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and you also you stated uh, you said NCIS is that what the organization is called? No, NCSA Next College Student Athlete. Next yeah. College Student Athlete. That would Correct. be awesome to get uh, some information as far as a link and to get some bio information about, um, sure. Athlete. Yeah. Absolutely. So do you have a social me uh, media presence? Not a big one. Like it's funny you asked that. I never forget when Marion asked me to get on Twitter and I said <laughs> no back in 10. So I do have a Facebook page, Ted cares junior, but I'm, you know, I, I, I like social media in small increments. I think it's probably an age thing, but, um, yeah, that's my social media presence. Not a big one though. Well, Coach, we, we really appreciate the fact that you took the time out to come here because, uh, as you know, with, you know some, sometimes guys don't feel, <clears throat> you know, we've sent out many invitations, of course, and we've had guys come on and say, um, you know, we want to come on your show, and then they back out for whatever reason. So sometimes I would, I would take that to heart, but Fluff would always tell me, a lot, sometimes guys just don't feel comfortable hearing themselves talk. And that could be a reason. And sometimes guys feel like, um, you know, they don't have a, a, enough of a presence to even speak. And then sometimes guys just don't have the time. So you have all of that. You have time, the presence, and, and, you, and you've presented very well so that the family has a feel for who Ted Karras Jr. is. And we really appreciate you coming by. We thank you so much for doing that. Well, I thank you for having me, my man. Good to, good to talk with you this evening. It, it, it is great to start off the holiday. Well, actually, we're in the middle of the holiday season, and you're the last interview of the year. Football and Fluff family, Ted Karras Jr. That wraps up this episode of Football and Fluff. Follow us on Instagram at Football and Fluff. Send us an email at footballandfluff at gmail.com. Tell us about some topics that you would like to discuss. 